and welcome to EastEnders Weekly, your one and only weekly podcast all about EastEnders. This week we'll be covering episodes from the 14th to the 18th of May. I'm Ben and I'm joined by Alex, who's most likely a bit more happy this week with EastEnders. Wait, I am after watching I am. Friday's episode, well, tonight's episode. Well, Friday's I thought episode. it was a re- quite a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an awful week. Better, w- be- a better week. But um, this t- tonight's episode was um, the cherry on the Megan and Harry. It cake. reminded us that there is a wedding coming up. Is there a wedding? I forgot. <laughs> is there something happening with? You can't escape it on TV. <sighs> Not even in EastEnders. I know. It, that's all that's been on television for the last week. Mm. Um, to any fans outside of the UK, we and just America. It's all being over there. It's oh, it it big it's in it's America. Worldwide, this marriage. It's a worldwide marriage. It is. The marriage of the world. So um, before we carry on, so we see what else has been going on this week with your roundup. Yes, why not? Ian, was it a bad one? Get out. Yeah, he was. A dog something or other, wasn't it? Yeah, and then we called it the band. B-A-N-N-E-D. Not, you know, as in band. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you did there. We're gonna make No explanation needed. The type of woman you can trust not to cop off with Max Brennan. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Ooh, fancy. Who's going to flog my spuds? Save that trick for your daddy, did ya? A bald woodworm. <laughs> your pants must have needed a hot wash. It looks like it smells of damp. Then put your pants on, get over the Vic and show you ain't messing about. Would you like a cup of tea? Lamb chops or sausages? Sausage. Make mine I run. Do I have a little girly one? Hello, hello, hello. What, is there a wormhole between here and Clapton? She told her she was going to have a life-changing experience and then she was dead. What's that got to do with the price of fish? Lucky escape, mate. Someone say party. No, you've, you've got the wrong end of the stick. You're going to have to do something about that. You still here? Get out. Fergie's got a very nasty crack. <laughs> <laughs> that made you laugh, did it? It did, yes, I just remembered something as well (laughs) (laughs) so this week we're carrying on with the love triangle the modern day romance of martin sonia and stacy i know featuring Haley, but not quite in the equation but not in the same way mother bex mother bex so we started off this week with sonia transforming more into dot by cooking a little breakfast for Martin. Well, not just Dot turning into Pauline as well. Pauline mixed, yeah. Yeah, he, she's, she's really is now becoming the old staple of mm-hmm. EastEnders. I mean, if you're going to put a bet on on um, whether Sonia is going to be in the soap till its bitter end, then I reckon you've got a sure bet there. Yeah, she'll be there. She'll be there cooking her, her steaks and bacon. Her pork chops. So um, Bex has had me a bit confused this week because well, last she... week she was up for it up for her mum and dad getting back together and then this week she seems to be massively against it and judgy yeah she flipped didn't she she completely changed her opinion of what she really wanted sonia and uh, martin to get together i mean sonia was hinting while she was cooking breakfast um to bex that you know this this is you know this is a nuclear family and we're we're getting back together you know and this is something that is nice it's nice the way she's i can't say it like sonia it's nice (laughs) It's nice. And, you know, Martin's Martin seemed a bit dumbfounded by it all. He didn't really... This whole storyline, as we go through it, I think you can end each sentence with, but Martin didn't really understand what was no. being 
trying to be... I don't understand why all the women suddenly are in love with Martin Fowler. I mean, he really did. He's got quite a lot on his plate, hasn't he? I know. I mean, Cush is nearly lapping at his heels as well. I mean, he's trying yeah. to get a piece. <laughs> but... Uh, not not only is it between Martin and uh, Sonia, um, obviously Haley, re- Haley reappeared as well. So first of all, Martin's attention is straight away looking over the square and seeing Haley mm, being chucked up. out the um, Vic. Well, no, that that happens way later oh, on. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, that's God. way later on. Yeah, and that's it's not been happened. so many. I mean, every time one of these women come on to Martin, Sonia's always seems to be in the background, well, looking and observing. Her prey. Well, they they all kind of just kind of arrive uh, conveniently each time, <laughs> one after the one other. After the other. <laughs> yeah. So Stacy turns up at his stall and kind of flirts with him, and he doesn't really understand that that's what's happening. Then Sonia walks by and gives him a little wave as she walks into the cafe, and he's still not really getting what they're trying to mm. perceive. Oh yeah, and that's when Haley's there because she's got all this new these boxes have arrived. Well, she had all these boxes yes. delivered to the uh, Slater household, and she and wants Martin to help carry them well, yes martin's back with his bad back he had a he was he even made a comment just before he picked up all these boxes mm. saying that you know his back's you know only just now starting to get better and then he picked up a, a well, two he was trying to impress Haley, wasn't he well, he at least he... sonia like did a little frown <laughs> to think oh, i've spent three days <laughs> in my cardigan cooking you breakfasts <laughs> and now Massaging you pick up your boxes with a vix vapor rub <laughs> And now you're picking up boxes for other women. Poor Sonia. I felt for Sonia. I week. did, to be honest. But Bless she her. she should have seen that coming. Mm. Like a rabbit in headlights. So um, she's got Haley as competition. Although Haley sort of steps out of the mark quite quite quickly this well, week. Stacey, Stacey um, basically immediately warns Haley to stay away. Um, and Haley kind of knows why she's saying it. And that's because Martin is obviously keen on Hayley mm. um, and so Stacy then enrolls Kat in operation get uh, Hayley out well she's asked Kat to do this before and it didn't work well Kat was the reason why Hayley's there in the first yeah, place yeah. Um, which you know exactly which which was reminded uh, two or three times during the week just in case you've forgotten what <laughs> happened and so I think Hayley took heed of it but Hayley as we'll talk about a bit later on ultimately didn't really want to get together with Martin for any real reason other than she no, just wanted just a an roof. excuse to yeah a roof to stay under roof or over her head or a place to sell her sofa surfing unknown wares did yeah. we ever see what was in those boxes she was selling mm, clothing oh, I was clothing she was, she was uh, palming off clothing oh, but no wonder Donna was so angry Donna and Shrimpy yeah they were stood I know there Shrimpy's getting lots of lines he had a good week this week didn't he yeah. more lines than Kathy <laughs> <laughs> Shrimpy had more of a storyline than Kathy I wonder what the pay gap is there oh yes well I Hopefully it's equal now, all things considered. Well, they have the same amount of lines, so <laughs> <laughs> you'd hope. So we had um, Stacey take Martin into the Vic to have a little drink. And they were having a little discussion how they're both old and a bit mature and a bit boring now. Together. Well, they had that storyline at the market. Yeah. Because she says, you know, what's what's happened to us? And he said, well, I think it's called growing up, uh, mm. Stacey. And uh, Stacey kind of didn't really take that the right way and so a bit later on Stacy and Kat talking about Sonia because Sonia you can see is cozying up with Martin at the market store a bit later on mm. in the day and uh Kat while says um, Sonia's all over him yeah and, St- and Stacy's a bit like well she's not a threat <laughs> yeah she's not a threat I don't know what 
what you're worrying about, uh, Haley, because she had Haley in her sight. She thought Haley mm. was the bigger yeah. threat. Which Sonia she, wasn't on her radar. She Big wasn't. Mistake. To be fair, she was right to say that about Haley because Haley really, if she if she hadn't got herself into trouble quite as much as she did during the week, <laughs> I think she had a good potential of maybe mopping up Martin and uh, yeah, she yeah, because Martin was all up for it, wasn't he? He was. But um, Sonia, Sonia did what she does well, and that's mothering. And so she is at Martin's stall and starts asking Martin what she, what she, what he wants for dinner. Does he want pork chops? <laughs> oh yeah. Does he want his apple sauce? He likes mint mint sauce, doesn't he? Was, was it that? mint sauce? Is he, sauce? It was a sauce of some sort. His oh, mum likes the way his mum makes it. Do you want me to make it the same? <laughs> Do you want me to be your mother, Martin? <laughs> it was a little bit Bates Motel, mm, wasn't it? A little bit. <laughs> she starts dressing up in Pauline's skin and walks out of the door with a rolling pin and an apron on. Yeah, because um, she's um, on the next day is when they show her then cooking dinner for Martin. Not just breakfast now. Well, dinner she, too. Three meals a day, I, I would, all things considered. <laughs> I, I think if it wasn't for the cafe, Martin would have been yeah fed pretty much every mm. every hour sonia comes out with a like a grazing bag of nuts and raisins <laughs> so um and bex is still sitting there not not liking she says oh you were too acting weird yeah i know like you said earlier bex um really did take a turn this week from mm. it was a complete 180 from being really uh, happy for them to get together to being yeah, so really being really against it yeah strongly against yeah. it um, I suppose yeah. she kind of maybe started to see that actually maybe Martin wasn't that keen on mm. her mum. She seems to take her mum's side quicker than she does take Martin's side. Yeah, well, she spent more time with her growing up, didn't she? So maybe she favours Sonia. But um, I noticed that Sonia wanted to go to the cinema and then Beck said, oh, I'll come with you, mum. <laughs> yeah, and Sonia shot her down. Yeah, so but thinking of last week, Bex didn't turn up to movie night for DVD. That's true. So That's I think true. there was a little bit of um, venom there between Sonia and Bex. And Sonia had made a cottage pie specially for movie night. <laughs> exactly. She got the snacks. It's just in. what you want to eat during a movie, cottage pie. <laughs> a hot cottage pie on so, your um, lap. Yeah, and then she said to Bex, and then Bex interrupted her and Martin again, and she was like, can't you go and study somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, go on. Can't you just leave? She really wet. She goes for Bex, doesn't she? she mm. She's quite venomous with Bex. Yeah. When um, Sonia was dating the teacher, and obviously that it was a bit Gethin. of a Gethin. It was a bit of a different. Or Gavin, one of the two. I can't remember. He was Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> so his name must either be Gethin. It or was Gavin. Gethin or Gavin. I can't remember. <laughs> Mister Gavin, I think it was. Mister Gavin. Maybe it was Gethin Gavin. <laughs> I can't remember. Gethin Gavin. Um, he got cut short. He got cut short. And I suppose, but Bex kept interrupting him and Sonia. Mm. Um, oh, I, yeah. But like I say, there was a bit, it, was a, it was a different scenario. Bex doesn't love her dad in quite the same way. No. But she can, she f- almost, f- she's almost the foreshadower. She sees things before mm. they happen. And, and Bex is the one to get, heed the warning, but no one wants to listen. Yeah, because um, when um, Sonia's, hinting heavily at martin to take go to cinema with her just them he sort of shoots sonia down without really realizing it and says he might ask that Haley girl out because she's back like yeah. a bad smell yeah <laughs> like a terrible smell <laughs> she um yeah because sonia had previously given a robbie quite a speech about how she he should um to embrace the day and yeah, take every opportunity mm. he, he more can. robbie this week Lots more Robbie this week. Mm. We'll just That's all I have to say. 
Well, there's a, there, it's a, there is more to say. You say this, but that's all I want to say. <laughs> you say there's more Robbie this week. To be fair, Robbie, it was the same amount of Robbie, but con- condensed into a much shorter period of time. Mm, that's true. So it, you you got more Robbie, but in 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 the shorter time span. <laughs> so um, Stacy had quite a good telling down from um Jean. I thought this week as well. Well, Jean's had some good lines. Yeah, Jean, Jean was the voice of reason this week. There's always one voice of reason every week, and this week it was Jean. And Jean, uh, with Kat to begin with... Because um, mm, it's co- the wedding anniversary, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so the, the ep- on actual Facebook. Well, it was a social media. You were, no, it was actually Facebook. Oh, I was it? At, yeah. So well, that's unlike EastEnders, isn't it? Well, to use something which is could real. potentially... Well, it was something that's real, but well, they, they referenced Instagram. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I suppose, I suppose social media outlets kind of want you to be encouraged mm. to use them. Also, I wanted to note is that Stacey's profile picture is still a picture, a picture of her and Martin. So it all makes she's sense. She's still in love. Yeah. By the end of the She by couldn't the end of the change week. her profile picture to her in a bikini on her own. No. <laughs> As a new strong <laughs> female girl. Holding one strand of hair to one side, wearing full makeup. Yeah. She could have used the f- uh, picture that... Um, Tiffany took for her. Yeah. yeah. She'd have used that. That'd no, nice she can't picture. get let go of Martin. I wonder if she uses the picture of her and Martin on like a Tinder account. <laughs> Still in love. Yeah. Which one is she? <laughs> Hobbies being in love with Martin. <laughs> so, yeah. So it came up on... Uh, I didn't realise it was Facebook. Um, uh, That it was their anniversary. That uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago they yeah, got married years, on this yeah, day. Like two years. Yeah, and it came up on Stacey's phone to begin with, and she looked a bit like, oh, should have remembered that really. <laughs> and then it came up on Martin's phone as well, and he was a bit like, oh, I wish I didn't have to remember that really. <laughs> <laughs> and and at the same time, guess who's getting their breakfast? Club I know, him? Martin is. Yeah, He's and um, they have like a little um. Well, Martin's cooking for Sonia this time. Oh, is it? So the table's rolls reversed. Oh, yeah. right. And him and Bex had like a little joke saying, oh, yeah. I bet she'll have one bit of bacon. And, and Martin's like, well, I bet she can get two bits of bacon. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I'm a feeder. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> a little weird. So now Bex is now flipped again. And she's happy that they're flirting with each other. Well, it doesn't last long, though, because no. it flips straight back no, again no. later. Weird. <laughs> it doesn't last too long. Poor Bex. But Martin's also babysitting. Um, Hope. Hope. Mm-hmm. Which because then he goes to uh, drop drop hope off, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Irava, <laughs> to drop hope off. Yeah, Stacy's there in the wind again with her hair flowing. Yes, hair flowing, and um, she she's 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 expecting Martin to mention that it's their anniversary, mm. but she doesn't bring it up, and he doesn't bring it up, so she's a bit disappointed, and he's a little bit bamboozled because <laughs> he doesn't really. Martin care. really didn't know what was going on this week. Well, who really? would? I wouldn't. He he was. Getting... We've had to watch it twice, and now we've just got. I mean, gist of what's going on. Cupid's arrow was being shot at him from all directions and he didn't notice it once. Well, when there's too many options, it's a bit confusing. So. <laughs> it's like going into a supermarket and choosing. Yeah, can't pick. <laughs> too many. Too many. So um, Jean picked up that Stacey was in a bit of a mood. And well, so and Kat. Yeah. So they both uh, gave her a bit of a grilling and uh, dressing Whistlers. down. Whistlators. Whistlators. We don't let men pass through get our, our fingers. We go do it. Yeah, we get what we, we get what we want with Slaters. Speaking of, where's Alfie, Cat? I know. Well, that's been strung You're a Slater, along, isn't it? Don't you think? I thought that was been. Well, they had to wait for him to finish filming Benadorm. Oh, oh <laughs> God. Okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, she goes up to talk to Martin on the stool, and she wants to go up for a drink. 
Mm. This isn't before uh, Sonia had accidentally reminded Martin to well, whether he had texted Haley that night the night before. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. And so when he left uh, the house, he started phoning Haley. Um, and then Haley got herself in a situation which kind of instantly turned Martin off to the I idea. I know. He was like, mm, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. And so she said, what did you want? We phoned me and he's like, oh, I must have um, bum dialed you. Yeah. <laughs> she says like sod off or something to him, doesn't she? It's like really like abrupt what she says to him. I don't remember. She's in quite a bad place. So. She's, yeah. Well, we'll she's in Wolford. <laughs> well, yeah, it all goes downhill now. <laughs> one it's step, all going to get better. One step down Bridge Street and that's it. <laughs> Your life is damaged. Stacey wants to have a drink um, and Martin's like, what's, what's the point? And so, got and a point. What he says is really like, well, yeah, that's what we're all thinking. Yeah, but Stacy, Stacy wants him to, you know, he's like, oh, should we have a drink just for old time's sake because the for our anniversary? And um, because Martin didn't kind of bow down to her request, Stacy was like, well, I don't know why I bother, and then kind of just stormed know, off again. She's really like hot and cold, isn't mm. she? I mean, what what's happening? So we're we're, we're about halfway through the <laughs> damaged love triangle. Is there yeah. anything? That was said on well, social media. Well, it's quite media. mixed with what people want. There's really is a divide between Stacey and uh, Sonia. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's all mixed. So some people say, does Martin have amnesia? Has he forgotten what an absolute miserable trout Sonia is? Aww. All she does is moan and interfere. And she was just as cringy when she was after Bex's teacher. Ah. I hope he gets back with Stacey. They were good together. Someone else said, if Martin and Sonia get back together, I will rage. <laughs> wow. Rage. Someone says, that's what Stacey deserves. Risked a good man for a bold man. <laughs> I mean, Max isn't... Is, uh, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I desperately want Martin to get back with Sonia. Stacey is manipulative, cunning cow who mm. deserves nobody. <laughs> wow. People are harsh. And someone else said, how can people want Stacey Martin back together? She cheated and was pure evil to him, getting everything she deserves. Mm. I mean, um, I, well, I've got one more. Oh, go on. Which is an anti-Stacey one again. Mm. Bully excuse, Stacey. Max will wink at you again and your knickers will fly off as per <laughs> usual. <laughs> so. I, I mean, the whole time I was, uh, when this, well, especially when this storyline concluded, well, I, I, I suppose we should discuss that at the time, but I, d I did question how long is this really going to mm. last? No, we got our answer this week. So let's continue our love journey. Yeah, the love train. <laughs> So Stacy goes back is a bit miserable, ironing quite angrily. Mm. And um Kat asks what's wrong. Mm. And Mother Jean, she knows her daughter. She's um pretending that nothing's wrong, but actually she's very upset. I mean Jean really did have the sixth sense mm. this week. Didn't she had she? a good line actually, what she said. She said she pretty much laid down the truth because Stacy's blaming everyone else, isn't she? She's blaming Haley, it's their fault. Mm. And she goes, Well, did Haley sleep with Max? <laughs> Yes. It's like, yes, that's what we've been saying <laughs> since Christmas Eve. Wait, yeah, um, Jean was basically saying to Stacey that um, you need to take responsibility of the actions that you took. And as soon as you realise that actually it, it was you that ultimately yeah. destroyed it, perhaps then a dialogue could now finally open up between mm. you and Martin. At the moment, you go up to Martin with an olive shout branch. <laughs> yeah, sh yeah, and shout at it. Actually, that's a much better an analogy. You go up to Martin, shout at him, because he doesn't react, you then go off in a hug. Yeah. And that's all that's been happening since the beginning. Yeah, and while this is happening, Sonia's still doing her little trying to hint at Martin. Oh, yes. And then Bex is also dropping a little hint, saying maybe you should take her out for a meal because she helped your back. 
yes. So at this point, uh, Bex is now kind of pushing Team Sonia too. <laughs> then Kush tells Martin, maybe you need to reprogram your head a little bit. And then Sonia walks past conveniently <laughs> timed yeah. and again does a little wave and goes into the cafe to buy more pork i've enjoyed seeing kush and martin's um bromance it's nice week. to see them back together yeah. it's a shame that it ended on a tankard well, session yes, but it always pub. does because they're lads they stupid tankards so um martin does eventually ask sonia out after yeah. sonia says well what about Haley?" and he's like nah, I didn't get no <laughs> i didn't want to let's not talk about Haley. Yeah, yeah i've had enough Haley she's now. worn the same joggers for a week <laughs> yes may i add <laughs> i hope that they've been washed <laughs> no they haven't <laughs> yeah um yeah so he's booked like a posh italian restaurant uh, on kush's recommendation because yeah. kush has gone there a few times with denise i hope not recently because they're saving for dubai mm. So mm. must have been before odd. he went away to yeah. see his brother um, so he's arranged that now. So we're all happy, all looking quite positive. They've both had showers. They're both naked in Dot's living room. Oh, yes, the tension. I think something's going on with Dot's house. Like Lots of people seem to be like having sex in there and getting all hot and naked all the time. Maybe Dot has set up some cameras around <laughs> the house and isn't actually an island, but she's in the like some kind of seedy hole. Now, this is a family show, so we'll <laughs> cut off your conversation right there. Um, so, yeah, they're both getting ready for their date night. Sonia's got a nice blue lacy dress, which is brand new, only just released now, I saw, because someone posted it on Twitter. Oh, what? Someone knew that, did they? Well, the people who make the dress. They were saying oh. Sonia's got up-to-date style this week. Oh, goodness, it's like the red carpet. I know. <laughs> so she's all done up. She's got her eyebrows done. How does Sonia afford this dress on no income? Well, she's on free rent from Dot, isn't she? Lots of people liked Sonia's eyebrows this week as well. They were on fleek, I apparently. Just, I was about to say that. Are they on fleek? And um, just as everything seems to be sorted for Sonia and Martin, a little text pops through because Stacey's had a little word of herself. Yes, says, we need, we to, need talk. to talk about us, me and you. <laughs> no one else. So, um, so Martin then uh, makes an excuse to Sonia that he needs to go to the Minute Mark mm. quick. It's like a rom-com, isn't it? Yeah, to buy 20 fags, <laughs> ready for the night out. And um, so you're keeping us guessing, who's he going to go with? Wait, so you think he's, and then he says, where are you? So you think he's phoned uh, Stacy, but Swerve, he's actually phoned Kush, and he goes meets Kush at the Chippy yes. for some advice. Now, I must say, this scene annoyed the heck out of me, because I think it was just unnecessary to keep adding a bell sound effect to signify people walking in and out <laughs> of the fish and chip it's shop. realistic. No, it's not, because that fish and chip shop always has its door wide open. Every time they go to a storyline with Masood and Ian, that door is wide open. People just walk in yeah, and out. It's nighttime, so it's cold. But it's What's not more cold. unrealistic is mm. that Kush keeps eating fish and chips and has a six pack. Well, yes, but you only see him eating. He could be doing all kinds of stuff outside of between his two jobs. <laughs> two jobs, yeah, 24 <laughs> hours. I'm sure he's doing lots of workouts. So, um, yeah, they have a little another bromance time yes now um i this this was interesting because they decided to kind of list the good features of stacy and sonia um and (laughs) stacy's good features were good hair and that you're attracted to her (laughs) sonia's good features is that she's funny which is never good and kind and then kush moved on to saying oh there is always Haley." (laughs) <laughs> so <With> no feature. <laughs> yeah, she's just a mold. I'm still hoping for the Kush and Martin romance. <laughs> I'd like to see that. They'll get on along very well. They're always friends. Couple of pints in their tankards. 
Down to the family show. I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> I was going to say it was down to the chippy for some cod. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we then have this sort of... He then goes to meet Stacey, doesn't he, now? Yes. And it, and it comes across as he's fallen in love with her again. But mm. then he's kind of not... Well, because she, he, he's, he's, he's saying, what do you want, what do you want to say to me? And Stacey kind of just sits there mute and doesn't say anything and just kind of her lips quiver, quivering, quivering. Because mm, she says, oh, I love you again. As he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So that stops him in his tracks. And stops you think, it really is a rom-com movie I'm watching. Because yeah. now they are going to get back together. It's like a Richard Curtis movie. And then just when he's beginning to start to fall for Stacey yeah. again, who Someone should thump the their, <laughs> thump their flat feet down the stairs. <laughs> so um, he finds <laughs> out that Stace, uh, Hayley is Stacey's cousin. So they've been playing him all along and all the secrets sort of come out in this <laughs> one scene. Mm. <laughs> it does. like that, did you? I know. It's uncanny. I thought <laughs> Hayley was in the room. <laughs> Our guest star, Hayley. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> I can't do it, really. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And All so the secrets he, come out and he knows that he's oh, been betrayed. Been betrayed blah, blah, and he blah. thinks it's Stacey who's done it. He does later find out it wasn't Stacey. It Sonia's was in the back of a taxi. She's about to waiting. Give up. Yeah, she's just about to give Fair five proper. pounds. Yeah. yeah, five pounds for the taxi, the Uber taxi driver. And then the hero of the movie comes in Opens. just at the last minute yeah. for his true love. He does. His true love, Sonia, <laughs> yeah, who's and kind they, and funny. Yeah, and he says, and she, she sort of says, Oh, I what worried. Are you okay? And he's like, "That's so you. <laughs> yeah, that's so you, you soppy cow." Just worrying if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, not worrying about, not being angry at me, not shouting at me. Just making sure <laughs> I'm okay. And as um, they drive away, who's looking through the net curtains with yeah. a tear in her eye? She does a good cry, Lacey Turner, doesn't she? She's a good crier, is old Lacey. Mm. So yeah. So you think that's it? Don't you? you think that's that's a, that? You that's the end of part one. Well, I <laughs> of the rom com. <laughs> I thought that's where they were going to end it for the week, I must admit. No, you uh, were in for a treat. Well, I was in for a big treat because they made Friday basically part two, the whole yeah, episode. The sequel. The sequel. What should we call the film between Stacey, uh, Sonia and I can't Martin? I think that off the top of my head. Love Square. Love, Love Squared. Because <laughs> Hayley. Oh, yeah. Love Squared. Love Squared. A new, fil- new British rom-com <laughs> coming soon. British indie film. Gritty. Yeah. Budget. One pound fifty. <laughs> so we then go on to the morning after, the night before. Yes, where Sonia's well in cloud nine, really walking around with her funny face on, <laughs> like smile, half smiling all the time. Well, she shuffles down the stairs, doesn't she? And she can hear a drip, drip, drip sound. <laughs> that's Martin. <laughs> and then she hears a clanging that's sound. Their, um, that's their relationship. <laughs> yeah, basically, that yeah, whole relationship was summed up by a leaky tap. Let's mm. be honest. And uh, Martin's fixing the leaky tap, and Sonia's like, "Oh, you're lucky. I um, found out it was you because I've got a good arm and I could have hit you with this steam iron." <laughs> I love that she was very specific. It's steam iron. <laughs> like, it's a big mo reference that was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> iron gonna hit <laughs> hit someone? Oh. And um, Martin, Martin still looks a bit downtrodden, feels a bit like he's making like he's what's the word? He's um, feels like he's kind of settled now. He's settled, settled on a Sonia, <laughs> settled on a Sonia. And but Sonia's over the moon. Sonia's um, I know because she's looking things up on the Internet. Well, she's on cloud nine. Yeah. And she's looking up uh, cottages, honeymoon cottages. Yeah. It's for two. For two. Because she suggested to Martin that perhaps he needs to take a couple of days off. And Martin's like, well, who's going to sell my sprouts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martin. My potatoes. I yeah. think you'll find. 
Oh, was it my spuds? I think so. Spuds. They're... Come on. Well, the Brussels sprouts were in the back of the van. <laughs> that was last week's joke, was it? <laughs> so this week it's potatoes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you pointed out that Sonia was asking Bex for advice and then about the cottages. And then when Bex gave her advice, she said, stop being nosy. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So um, Bex is kind of just walking into the kitchen and we have to have a glass of water. And Sonia's like, what do you think of this, Bex? nice isn't it and then when beck shows an interest yeah exactly that yeah, she, she, she got being nosy yeah, no, go away because <laughs> yeah, beck said maybe we get a six person place mm, which again makes good sense they're meant to be a family now she six wants people s- robbie could come oh yes robbie. that makes four sonia <laughs> is she gonna invite Haley and stacy as well and they're just gonna battle or donna out? donna could have come and kush oh, yeah. there'd be no one in the market <laughs> no because then denise went and kush can't go because he's saving up money yeah, but if Sonia's paying, although she can pay for the she deposit, she not any money either. <laughs> she oh, yeah, that was yeah. so stupid. She do you mind if you hold? Deposit. Yeah, do you mind if you hold the cottage for me with no money down? Don't be ridiculous. Well, no, he must have replied, or she must have replied. Yes, of course. Yes, you're trustworthy. You're a nurse. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're an ex-nurse that stole money from an old woman. <laughs> of course, I can have that cottage. So Stacy and Martin were being forced to spend some more time with each other because there was a, another community center event. Because of the royal wedding. Oh, yes, yes. Um, the royal wedding. Yeah, so um, they uh, have a children's party where they had to dress up as princesses and princes. Mm. And Lily was head of the table, taking all the attention. And she pointed at Martin and Sonia and went, you're my princess <laughs> and you're my prince. Yes. And that caused Stacey to storm. Well, not storm. She kind of turned around and ran yeah. out. Mm. Yeah. Um, because Another good crying scene from Lacey Turner. On the swings. Yeah. Eyes bright blue, all red and crying. Mm. Sonia again peering in the background. <laughs> Where Sonia was gripping. She's always in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I know, watching on. She was gripping onto uh, a print off of the cottage that she. So she was obviously after Martin to be like. Can she text it to him? <laughs> Why does she print it off and try and find it? Yeah, him send him the link on like WhatsApp or something. Weirdo. Um, so yeah, they're having a little heart to heart on the swing set. It was quite a nice, actually. This is when it it was it was good. <laughs> it was all good, but this was this is when it was better, and it was a nice conversation um, with Stacy and Martin. And Martin quite gallant, gallantly said, um, "Like you know, I, I, am I really going to ever be good enough for you? Um, will this is this really something you want? I'm I'm Mister Reliable. I have my tea at the same time on Sunday. I fall asleep and sit yeah, in front boring. of the TV. Yeah, I'm too boring for. Well, that you. was the reason that Stacy said that she slept with Max, wasn't it? Yeah, she she yeah she found everything a bit mundane, and so basically agreeing with Stacy and saying, really, we're not going to work out, but for the best for the good of the children now, let's just make sure that we're amicable with one another. Mm. Lovely, nice ending, nice wrapped up. You think that's the end of it? Sonia's going to go to the honeymoon cottage. Sonia's going to win. Yep, she's going to get her way. And then in a couple of weeks' time, Haley will probably butt in and then things will get a bit more complicated again. No, that isn't no. what happened. So um, Stacey goes back inside. Martin's looking a bit a bit drippy again, a bit <laughs> sad for himself, and decides to go back to Stacey. We must say, prior to this, um, Martin had already planned, before he was meant to go to the community centre with um, Stacey... He'd already oh. planned to. He'd gone home to St- uh, Sonia and was about to give her the speech that he wanted to spend or he wanted to get back together with Sonia. So, a bit of a gut punch to Sonia when mm. Martin then comes back home after the community centre. Yeah, because she's listened in and she thinks that they they love each other. Yeah, she's kind of decided she's going to step aside now mm. and uh, that. But this... he sees her printout. 
Well, he does, and he he he. Well, he he didn't misunderstand, but Sonia quickly said, "Oh no, that's not for you. That's for me and Bex. Yeah, Bex and I are going to go on a honeymoon cottage." <laughs> <laughs> and um, and okay, although to give um Sonia her due, good acting. These oh, two it's great, honestly, her, honestly. Yeah, I could, give her something to dig her heels into. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you couldn't fault any of the three act uh, actors in this in these this this mm. part, Martin, Stacey, and Sonia. I so think she it was said all she performed she's, well. Sonia says to Martin, "Right, go." Go to your true love. Yeah, well, she, said, she says something really interesting too, um, where Martin said, um, oh, that's right. Martin said, um, you could never stomp on my heart, Sonia. And Sonia said, no, I couldn't because you wouldn't give me your heart to start with. And I thought that was really sweet. And mm. I thought, I thought, yeah, that's again summed up so perfectly mm. that Sonia never really, Sonia and Martin were never really, it was all, it was only, it was a convenience that them two were together because they had Bex together. And it was the, even in the early days, if you watch EastEnders when Martin had a completely different face, um, <laughs> uh, um, they well, her true love was um, Jamie, really. Her true it? love was Jamie, but who Martin killed. <laughs> who Martin killed. Um, and uh, so that even then in the back, in, when they left, they were, it was always a marriage, a convenience really, mm. rather than a marriage of love. So Martin goes back, back well so i mean he goes back and they sort of confess their love for each other yeah they kiss a really music playing in the background <laughs> it was like it was kind of like uh, uh, uh. i wasn't paying that much attention i was phil, I was, um, I, phil was, collins, I was distracted by the uh, background music phil collins against all odds i thought we were going to have a fade to credits of no duff duff for a second oh that would have been strange mm. i was preparing myself for that but there was still a duff duff on a little drawing of prince Harry oh, and Meghan yes. Markle. That was ridiculous. So they basically, in the end, Symbolism. Compared, yeah, they were comparing Martin and Stacey's relationship to that of Meghan and Harry. Beautiful. I mean, By the time you're listening to this, they are now married. So congratulations. Oh, yes. Congratulations <laughs> to the happy couple. Shame your dad. We missed it. it. We're busy watching <laughs> EastEnders. Well, yes, tomorrow. <laughs> right. So that wraps them up. Their love triangles ended. Mm. We've done the rom com and the sequel, the director DVD sequel. I mean, quickly, sorry, before we go on, mm-hmm. I, I, I touched on it just earlier. So, do you think that this is way into the future? Do you think the Martin and Stacey thing will last? Because I, I can't see it lasting. I don't know. They seem to have got all their secrets out now. Oh, but there's always there's more holding though, anything more back. I mean, anything. I don't know where he's going to live. Because there's too many people in that house. Because <laughs> Haley's now living there. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's now 11 people in that house. <laughs> Maybe Stacy could move to Dots. What, with Sonia and Bex? That's not going to no. go down. Oh, no, it's not going to go well. And Robbie. How do people fit so many people in, in like these know. tiny little terrace houses? TARDIS. It's the BBC. They can use the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, yeah, they trademarked it. So we said a hello to Shaquille is back in our live. Yes, um, I think unless you had your head in the sand, there's a good reason why Shaquille is being... Yes. Uh, Let's talk about Shaquille while we still can. <laughs> yes, yes, is, is the kindest way of saying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's been reintroduced just because he's going to be quite a, a big... He's got a new music career. Well, he's going to be quite a big story next week, isn't he? So, yeah, he... Well, first of all, he decides that he wants to invite two girls round who him and uh keegan Keegan had met at a nightclub the night before Mm. and they told these two girls that they had their own flat 
in Wolford and that they should come over today. And so it's lots of bits and pieces around the square where they're trying to get themselves alcohol yeah. and they're trying to convince Kush to let them have the flat. To make sure no one here. knows. Because yeah. the big, they're big, big brothers, both find out. They do. As good big brothers that they are, they say, no, it's fine. Well, Keegan, yeah. Ke- so um, Keanu gives Keegan um, uh, like a pretty much an vodka empty bottle, bottle of vodka. <laughs> Karen's hidden somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. So he gives that to him. With, with a smirk on his face, knowing yeah. full well that that's not what Keegan wanted. But it's what Keegan gets. So. He said, we can fill it with water, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know quite what their plan was to do with a lot of alcohol for the women. That was a bit sinister, I felt. Let's just have a good time. Kush mm. saw them with the vodka bottle and came over. Yes, and said, uh, and they again admitted that uh, what they were, their plan was for the day, um, and that they both had no club. Well, Keegan had PE all afternoon. He hates yeah. PE, so he doesn't want to do that. And, um, Shaquille just had one one lesson or one study period. No, I, study it? period, so it was okay to miss it, yeah. um, which came up a lot during the week as well. He kept every time he's like coming up, he's like, "Oh, it's a study well, period." He's a good boy. It's a study kill. period, and do so, no wrong. So Kush is like, "Well, as long as you're star pupil for the whole week." Fine, you go ahead and big brother duty done. Absolutely, good, good big brothers. But unfortunately for Keegan and Shaquille's sake, Carmel. Yes, his mum is Carmel, <laughs> exactly. who is a force of her own. She is a whirlwind. So she's playing a little game with Cush in the cafe. Oh yes, that everything's all good. So she, they, they. Oh think, no, because she looked through his bag, doesn't she? Is before that. Well, they think they think they've convinced Carmel that they've started a study club. Yeah. And so she stops uh, Shaquille from leaving yeah, the house. Stop and search before he leaves. Yep. And it's full of books. So Shaquille thinks I've covered my back, not knowing his mother very well, <laughs> um, clearly. And so yeah, she she's like, oh, and you never guess what he's starting a study club and da 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 da. Oh, and I know he's lying. So tell me what's going on, Kush. And Kush literally just rolled no, no. on his back. He always does. Yeah, Carmel. He always dobs um Shaquille in all the time. She's a right nosy Parker. Well, he needs to toughen up. Kush does. He needs to stop eating those chips. Yeah. Mm. So she finds out, and I thought this was quite different for Carmel. Normally she goes off and just yells and ends everything, but this time she sort of played along. Because she turned up at the same time as the two girls turned up yeah, to the flat. Just before they turned up, they mm, rang the bell. And yeah. this, this was while they were spraying themselves with what they <laughs> described as fly spray. Yeah, aphrodisiac. Yeah, sexy. Although I did wonder, wouldn't the girls, all, all around that flat, there were just photos of Kush and Carmel everywhere? <laughs> so I don't know what they, the two girls would have thought. Why have you got pictures of your mum everywhere on every wall? No, every good boy should, shouldn't they? No, I guess. <laughs> Kush does. Good boy Kush. I was going to say Kush is flat and he's got pictures yeah. of his mum. Oh, also, I don't think that's by choice. <laughs> no, it's forced upon him. What's ever happened to Carmel's cat, Craig? He's still alive. I'd never she seen mentions, him. You never see him, ever. Never. But you, she you does just... mention him still. Oh, does she? Mm. But she's just, again, she's just kind of uninvited uh, a cat into her son's house. And now, as we find and out later on, she goes off on a jaunt and she can do whatever she wants <laughs> okay sorry all right sorry sorry Carmel don't question Carmel <laughs> so um she yeah she starts showing girl the girls uh pictures she makes of, friends of them doesn't she, she does basically. shows some pictures of <laughs> the kids and then they look through magazines say cool he's sexy <laughs> yeah, this is my yoga instructor yeah oh look at him mm, sexy and so, they're all giggling yeah. and then I thought Keegan and Shaquille made quite a sexist comment in the in the in the kitchenette area is this about them looking better they looked better in the dark <laughs> and it's like all right lads i thought that was funny but 
Yeah. Although they were both very attractive girls, so... I have to say they looked good in the light. Yeah. Well, they're better off being friends with Kamel then, in that case. Well, do you reckon Kamel's got, on... got them on the mobile phone now on quick yeah. dial? Yeah. They go shopping together. Yeah. <laughs> Down at the uh, department store where uh, Michelle used to work. <laughs> she still gets a discount through uh, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's Carmel, Carmel reveals that the reason she knew ev- exactly everything that was going on and that she knows that uh Shaquille has this timetable is because she <laughs> broke into his phone yeah got rid of through the password and everything yeah and he said oh I'll change it and she's like go on then and I'll work it out again <laughs> I mean she is cybercrime central she's relentless do you reckon that she... she's a very protected mum do you reckon so. she... So I mean, Carmel's after a new job as well. Yes, yes. She's so, up for an upgrade. Well, she they get a phone call at the end of the uh, episode saying that uh, Shaki Shaki's teacher is going to come over tomorrow. Yes. Not invited, just coming over to um, discuss mm. uh, Shaquille's schooling. And so Carmel's a bit embarrassed and a bit worried because she thinks this isn't going to look very good on her application for the Wolford Residence Association. <laughs> Where did this come from? A chair has just opened up. Yeah. And Carmel wants it. She does. She wants to be a congresswoman. Well, I mean, she was pretty much one of the biggest pushers for the bin bag storyline, wasn't she? Mm. So if she can get on that Residence Association. Yeah, sweet, to put an end to the bin bag storyline. Sweet line. spot. I thought that had ended when Phil, Phil got exploded <laughs> yeah. into them. <laughs> but, it could always come back. It's one of the most treasured, mm. unfinished storylines. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear that storyline again. So Shaquille's uh, teacher comes over and... He, and it's not bad news. It's not bad news. It's good news, actually. He wants Shaquille to go to a special summer school because his electronic, or as Kamel called it, plinky plonky <laughs> <laughs> music is, is excellent. And ex- he excels in it. And, he, you know, for a bit more training, he could possibly be the new, again, in Carmel's word, Will I Am. <laughs> the, like the Will I Am Beethoven. Mozart, Mozart. Mozart, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's all good news. Shaquille loves music. Mm-hmm. But Shaquille but doesn't want to do it. Shaquille's re- quite reserved about the idea of doing it. But mm. Camille wants him to do it because she likes the prestige of basically going around the square and telling everyone that he's mm. doing it. Yeah, because she tells Kathy straight away. Well, yeah, so she, she talks to Donna and Shrimpy and Donna and Shrimpy look not particularly impressed. <laughs> and then, yeah, it goes over to Kathy and Ian, who, again, Kathy and Ian seem to be spending a lot of time together. Mother I and know, son. What is it? It's I like know. Bex, Bex just hangs around with her mum. Mm. Ian hangs around with his mum. Carmel hangs around with Kush yeah. and Shaggy and Keegan. <laughs> Any young blood Very with their gin and tonic on the table. But a revelation this week by Kathy, who has a storyline, that not many people may remember this. I only know about it because I, I think I must have seen a programme about like the history of EastEnders during an anniversary. Or, But Ian... Bill, the Ian Bill, was once in a band. <laughs> yes. Kathy yes. brought that up. Kathy brought it up. in front. She was talking about Shaquille's music. Yeah. And uh, Kathy was like, oh, really? That's funny because um, my, hus- my husband, <laughs> my, <laughs> be- <laughs> my son was in a band um, in, 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 uh, with um, Sharon. <laughs> they had a band. My goodness. What were they called? They're, well, <laughs> as Ian revealed, they were called The Band. Spelled B A N N E D. That didn't impress Carmel. No, she was too impressed with herself. But uh, just if if you if you think if you think you've already overloaded with information of Ian Bill's band, just just keep listening. Oh, 
That's what I have to say. A little tease. Mm. I am a tease. <laughs> Let's get this going then. So this is when also Carmel is trying to convince Shaquille to apply for this. He says he doesn't want to. She's now got the idea that Keegan has put a bad, bad idea. Well, he's telling him not influence. to do it. Yeah. So she goes over and has a little talk with mum to mum with Karen. Karen's back. Yeah. Back from a holiday. Had a bit of a tan. So <laughs> she's obviously been away. And um, they have a little chat and she basically says to Karen, your son's <laughs> not not good. Yeah. Keep Keegan away. Yeah. And he's obviously listening in. He always walks into the laundrette to listen in, doesn't he? At important moments where he can be mm. the, the influence or the, well, you know, the uh, linchpin of mm. the But story. he heard his mum sticking up for him, which was nice. Which was lovely. But he didn't seem to care too much about that. I thought there might be more of a kind of like reaction mm. to that especially since a few weeks back obviously there's been the the very difficult yeah. storyline with keegan and his dad and karen so i thought that might be a nice way of just getting them a bit stronger with their um, relationship between keegan and karen mm. but um instead keegan actually kind of agreed with carmel and thought that maybe shaquille was wasting an opportunity mm. and he's the one that actually convinces him to in mccluskey apply yes over a deep fried chicken yeah, that was a nice scene between those two. Mm. I mean, that's a good. This is this is what we've always we've we've argued a few times, and that is that there's well, there's not many young characters, but there's enough young characters now. Well, why can't they kind of do a storyline all together? Mm. I mean, um, someone really liked the scene. Someone on Twitter said, "Anyone who says that Keegan doesn't have a heart should watch that shit scene with Shaquille again, where he tried to convince him to go to summer school. It was really sweet." Mm. I like Keegan actually. I think Keegan. He's he's hot and cold. He gets fiery and his mm, temper is complex. He is complex. So his temper gets the better of him. But he has a good heart. He's got his mother's heart, but his father's manipulation, let's just say. Mm. But um, so they have that nice sweet chat and Shaquille thinks, OK, I'm going to go home. Tell my mum we can fill in the form together and I'll go. So what has Kamal done? <laughs> <laughs> what has Kamal done? She's filled in the form already on his behalf. Busybody. And forged his signature. Mm. I mean, that's pretty low. There was that question, though, that she said that he had to fill in himself, which was um, like a 200-word essay of why he wanted to do it. Do you reckon Carmel wrote that for yes. him as well? Of course she did. She I had bet, one written up. Probably. I bet that is damn awful. I bet that is awful, mm. awful, awful. Bleepy, bloppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloppy I love my blippy, bloppy music because Mozart, <laughs> it sounds... So um, he tears it up and he's quite angry with his mum. Fuming. Mm. Um, and you, you think he'll, he'll never forgive her again. And then the next day happens. <laughs> and She's uh, going full blaze with her new career. Well, she is now, yeah, pushing the, being part of the Wolford Residents Association, which is, which is starting to get Ian's back it's, up a little bit. I know, because Ian now suddenly wants to do it. But literally overnight, Ian's made like flyers about vote bill. Well, like, no one even knows who he is. He's done <laughs> what it. are they voting for? <laughs> well, he's done an acronym on the flyer, hasn't he? Yeah. With all the letters from Bill, like B, businessman, E, mm. entrepreneur. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he replaces all the uh, flags on the cupcakes that Carmel yeah, had for the wedding. done for the wedding to vote Bill flags. <laughs> and so Carmel fights fire with fire a little bit. Um, because Carmel, Ian kind of makes a, a jab at Carmel saying, I've done lots of things for the community. Just I don't go around uh, telling everyone about it, which mm. is a bald faced lie. Well, yeah, because he's, he's putting flags with his name. on. Well, and also he does do that. He, he's the first yeah. one to. Wolford and Bloom. 
sponsored by Bill. Bill. He wanted the main um, advertising. And when he flags. advertised for the uh, Christmas tree lights and mm, decorations, yes. sponsored by Bill's. So, so he's a bit of a liar. He is. But he likes to think he's, well, he is a smug git. And so Carmel kind of gets the better of him and says that, oh, a very local businessman who uh, is also up for the Wolford Association has just sponsored the community centre to the tune of £500. And Ian doesn't realise it's about him. <laughs> Um, so Carmel thinks she's got the upper hand. But to be honest with you, I think that was a silly move because now that's made Ian look even better because mm. now well, he, he's, he's been put in a, a tight uh, squeeze that he now has to pay that £500. And once he's paid it, a lot of people are going to see that as a good mm. thing. And we had more of a Masood comedy hour where well, he just sort of leans on the side of things and says funny mm, side remarks funny things yeah. which aren't funny yeah well it was his idea to kind of do that thing with Kamal, wasn't it like they yeah ganged up i i'm i, I don't know again it's we we're, we're expecting masood and kathy to get together at some point is there a possibility of masood and Carmel? <laughs> is that the new love triangle <laughs> i don't know Carmel oh. and ian and masood and kathy <laughs> oh Carmel and ian Although again, I can I can see that they might bond over a um a rivalry. Well, a certain event that has happened to both of them. So who knows? That's true. That's true. But I don't want to talk about that. No, well we can't because it's not happened yet. No, and Shaquille comes and gives Kamau a present to say sorry. Yes, it's a Harry and Meghan T-shirt, yeah. wedding day T-shirt. She pops it straight on. She's like, "This is the best <laughs> thing ever." Do you think he bought it from Cush's store? Well, no, if you looked in the background uh, of the side of the community centre, there was a Union Jack clothing store. Oh, Everything okay. Union Jack you could ever want cool. in one place. So um, obviously making the pound while mm. they can. Why and Carmel is off to watch the wedding. She's off Windsor. to Windsor now. Yeah. So she's not going to be back. She's not there over the weekend. She'll rue the day she's done that. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we have a little break now and... Um, go on to your exciting segment you teased earlier of I'm doing this now. Just do this now. So here we go. I, I This is a very special I'm doing this now. In case anyone thinks it's got something to do with the wedding, it's got nothing to do with the wedding. <laughs> don't, don't get anyone's hopes up. So. We've got Meghan Markle's dad here for an interview. <laughs> yes. Exclusive. So everyone seems to be obsessed with him. <laughs> so obviously, this is the part of the show where we look back at past actors and find out what they are doing now since they left their roles from the show. Now, this part of the show is sponsored by Studio Headphones, who Brit Podscene and EastEnders Weekly have teamed up with to offer you an exclusive deal on their website. Professionally crafted headphones with handmade details and Swedish design. Uh, we received a pair of Regent headphones recently, which we got free from Studio, um, and they have excellent sound quality and noise reduction. They do. Pe I can hoover the whole house and I hear nothing apart <laughs> from my music. You don't hear me shouting at you either. No, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, perfect for the gym, hoovering the house, or, of course, listening to your favourite podcast or watching the Royal Wedding at home. Now, uh, there isn't much time now to take advantage of this discount code uh, where you get 15% off. But if you visit the website www.studio.com slash GB, that's studio spelled S-U-D-I-O, and then put in the checkout, at the checkout, the code weekly, W-E-E-K-L-Y, you'll receive a 15% discount on a pair of studio headphones. Now, as I mentioned, this week is a very special I'm doing this now, as we will be looking back 
at the band that never was. Oh, I see. In 1986, the youth of Walford decided to take their chances in the dizzying heights of the music industry. <laughs> this week, we were reminded by Kathy of a little band started featuring Ian Beale on drums, Sharon Watts and Kevin Carpenter on vocals, Simon Wicks playing the keyboard. However, we're not talking about any of them this week. This Ooh. week, we are delving deeper into Eddie Hunter, who was the guitarist, played by Simon Henderson. Harry Reynolds, who was the band's manager, played by Gareth Potter. And Tessa Parker, who was the groupie, performed by Josephine Melville. Melville. Now tell me, is there a reunion tour coming up? <laughs> now, well, when, when, I was, when I was looking into this, uh, about when was their, was their 25th anniversary three years ago? Was it 30th anniversary? It was their 30th anniversary. Yeah, it's 33 years this year. Yeah. So when I was looking into this, their 30th anniversary episode, there was rumours that um, the original actors were all going back to the studio with scripts under their arms. And there was a heavy, heavy rumour, genuinely, that they were going to do a one-off kind of gig as part of the festivities of the mm. show. Um, but obviously, we now know in hindsight that that never happened. No. But I would have loved that to happen. Letitia Dean would have loved it. Letitia Dean. You can't... I, I can... Well, you can never see Letitia Dean now without thinking she hasn't... She has had a number one single she has. <laughs> in the charts. She's also sang a theme tune to her own TV show. No. Letitia Dean did. Not Letitia Dean. That was uh, the one we saw. Sorry, Letitia talking, Dean yeah. sang the theme tune to, to her own show. The yeah, the one when she played the cool girl in the fifties. Yeah, 50s. cool girls. <laughs> <laughs> Busy ring, life. Ring, ring. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, there we go. She's a superstar. <laughs> she needs to get that star on the Walk of Fame now. The band had formed after Simon had paid off a debt left by Eddie in a former band they had both been part of. Simon came to Walford, and after leaving Simon with the debt, Eddie had become a redcoat in Clacton. The band was initially called Dog Market, but after their debut gig at the Queen Victoria in August 1986, they blew the fuses in the pub and got thrown out by Den, shouting at them, Your band! Changing the name of the band into The Band. <laughs> Once the band had found their lineup, Kerwin's girlfriend Tessa wanted to be part of the band, but she was deemed not musically talented enough and refused not membership. Not like Sharon. Sharon, have you seen her perform? Yes, wonderful. Masterclass. Simon and Harry start to disagree about what direction the band should be taking. Harry loses the argument to make the band a vehicle for communist propaganda, that's right, and wants to take the band into a political voice. Harry and Simon both write songs for a Battle with a Band competition. The band decide that Simon's song, Something Out of Nothing is the better song which causes Harry to start rumours about Simon and accuses him of being a secret Radio 2 listener. <laughs> Radio 2. I mean, now it's cool to be listening to Radio 2, but in those days, if you were a Radio 2 listener, you were sad. Mm. Radio 2's has a low, it's got really low ratings at the moment. Has no, Radio it? 1, sorry. Radio 1? Mm. Capital has more ratings than Radio 1 now. Really? Mm. Anyway, carry on. That fascinates me, that. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. The band chooses Harry to stay in the band as he owns all the. <laughs> the band chooses Harry to stay in the band as he owns all the instruments, and Simon quits, but allows the band to use his song. On the day of rehearsal, after successful rehearsal with choreography directed by Sharon, 
Harry decides to sabotage the act by switching the cartridge in the synthesizer. Have you ever heard a more 80s thing than changing the cartridge mm. in the synthesizer? It's just, it's just words to me. <laughs> synthesizer is like an electric organ. This humiliates the band, leaving them furious at Harry after he confesses to his backstabbing. Sadly, after two hit singles in the real charts, it was decided that the storyline was not a success. And soon after, the three left without too much fanfare from the square. Well, they had two hit singles and it was mm. not a success. Well, no, because the storyline itself oh, people was seen it. as a bit, yeah, a bit Basically an silly. advert. Yeah, I suppose. This was before the days where the BBC would get in so mm. much trouble now for doing something like this. If um, they made the band nowadays, mm. who would be in it? Bex, lead vocals. <laughs> What would Louise, Louise would do, like, what, bass? I don't know. Shaquille can do the plinky plonky Shaquille bits. Shaquille can do the plink plonk, DJ. Mm-hmm. Keanu, not Keanu, um, Keegan. Keegan, Keegan could, could just, like, be, rap. Yeah, yeah, he could do a bit of a rap. What would uh, Hunter do? Hunter. Hunter could be, like, the face of the band. Yeah, he wouldn't sing. He would just be the, I mean, his the dad, good-looking one. His dad was in Spandau Ballet. Exactly. So. And then Bernadette would be on, like, the triangle in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bernadette could be Bernadette could wear her unicorn onesie. Yeah, and just rave <laughs> at the front <laughs> with two glow sticks. No, t- two glow sticks that are fashioned to look like chess pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, the band two thousand yeah. band two thousand eighteen will mock one up, you mock listen- an album cover up, and we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, if it, yeah, if you guys want to do it, we'll share it on Twitter. <laughs> Please do. It sounds fantastic. But let's get back to the original band, the band. Yes. And find out what they are doing now. So starting with Simon Henderson, although he had uh, a great career before EastEnders as a young actor, having many roles in many TV series in the UK, he left the acting business and started learning about the music industry, specifically (laughs) leaning toward becoming a music producer and sound engineer. Maybe he was influenced by the band. Maybe. Ian Beale's drums. He saw the limelight and went. (laughs) Sharon's dancing. (laughs) Working with record label... (laughs) Working with record labels like Warner, Sony, BMG and EMI, he now work, oh, he moved to Thailand teaching and continuing his craft and writing educational articles about music for an online magazine. Now, according to his Facebook page, Simon has moved back to London and is still working with music and had posted a picture on the day of the EastEnders episode of all his bandmates from the band. Aww. So he referenced it as well. Still a lot of love there. Yeah, of course it is. Next up was pop star wannabe Tessa, performed by Josephine Melville. Now, after her short time on the square, she continued to find roles on television, including the BBC comedy So Haunt Me. Do you remember that comedy? It scared... I remember watching that and it scared me. It was about... I don't think I've heard of it before. It was about a family that moved into a haunted house. It was a comedy, sitcom, so it had, like, an audience and laughter track. They moved into a haunted house and the ghosts kind of... Like do like they basically do storylines with the ghosts, so they get get up to naughty things every week. But I remember being really, and it had a really haunted, well, because of the show it was theme tune. But no. but I remember watching it. It used to be on like at eight thirty at night, and it genuinely scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it was dear. Mis- I know, misspelt, misspent youth. She was also in drama casualty and ITV productions of Prime Suspect and The Bill. She also has had a very expansive stage career, recently starring in a production of Sinbad at the Theatre Royal, Stratford, and The Coop at the National Theatre. Recently, Melville has been throwing her director's hat in The Ring 2, having directed two pantomime productions. Now, finally, is the wonderful Gareth Potter, who played the cheeky communist manager, Harry. 
Now living in now living in Cardiff, but originally from Caerphilly, he continues to be involved in television, theatre, and music. Spending a lot of time in the late eighties and nineties, touring with many theatre shows and coming back to television, appearing in many roles, including Torchwood, and has recently written and starred in a short drama called Fire in My Heart with Focus Shift Films. Gareth has also written and presented a documentary about Welsh indie music and currently working on the follow-up as we speak. Most recently, he has filmed a new BBC comedy show with Smack the Pony and Taskmaster's Sally Phillips. I love Sally Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, Smack the Pony is so funny. Smack the Pony is just fantastic. And so is Taskmaster. And her time on Taskmaster. When she did that one when she put the camera on Alex Horne's head. Oh, um, like, oh no, he's on her head. And, birth and he, he was given birth and she was pretending to he was given birth. Honestly, if you can find the clip yeah, on uh, YouTube, it's fantastic. Taskmaster, Sally Phillips, brilliant. And that's going to be shown very soon the new BBC comedy with her and can also be found doing a weekly DJ club night and performing at festivals, including playing the Lake Stage at Latitude Festival from the 12th to the 15th of July in Suffolk. Now, you can follow what Gareth is up to on YouTube and also his Twitter, which is at Monsieur underscore Potter. Um, And I'd also like to just quickly say thank you to Gareth Potter and Josephine Melville for getting back in touch with me this week because I sent out some tweets and emails just to get some, you know, information back because it's quite difficult to find information on uh, past actors from the the 80s and the EastEnders. There's a gap in information in EastEnders, like history. It's really weird. Really hard. Like certain years, there's no, like... Backlog mm. of information. So it's, it was a bit tricky to get mm. the information, but they, they both helped out. And so thank you to you both immensely. Seriously, it's great. Now, as always, there will be links to the people we featured on today's show notes. Or you can also look on our Twitter, which is at uh, EastEnders Week. Uh, we're also going to be posting a link to Letitia Dean performing the song Something Out of Nothing. On a Saturday morning show from 1986, yes, I strongly recommend you give it a go. Well, last week on Twitter, we posted an old BT advert of her as well, phoning all her friends. <laughs> yes, we did. So we have a lot of Letitia Dean heritage on our Twitter. We have Letitia love. That's we what we have. Always. Mm. And that was I'm Doing This Now. Just do this now. Lovely. I don't think we'll be delving that far back for a little while that was that was a tricky one look in the the classics yeah the classic section so now we look ahead to our new arrivals new characters this year Mm. so Haley's back with pretty much putting her feet into Wolford now yes she's she's here to stay I think they're building up she's put on the EastEnders slippers and now she's here to stay which is great because I like Haley. she's very popular yeah really popular doesn't surprise me hmm I love her. Bit of rough. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes, we've already talked about this already, but she comes in this week with a lot of boxes being delivered to the Slater house. Yes, which she claims is from her ex-boyfriend yes. um, that he doesn't want anymore. So she decides to start flogging them on the market to most of the market sellers' uh, disapproval yes. because they have to pay for pitch fees and... Uh, Again, Shrimpy was there, front and centre. Shrimpy in the action. Donna there with her fists up, ready to start a fight. I know, she's well feisty. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's because she's desperate. She she's got no much money, has she? She has to pay for her rent. So she's desperate. Yeah, she wants her pitch. But um, yeah, she's obviously used her friendship with Martin as a clause to sell next to him-ish. Uh, yes. With well, a bit of a lie. Yeah. Um, but when, 
But when when Martin uh, discovers uh, what Haley uh, is doing, he's not very approving no. either. But um, he still takes her to the cafe and buys her a cup of tea. <laughs> what a gent. Well, he is a gentleman. She spent a lot of time in the cafe on the beginning of the week. Pretty much all day in the cafe, Haley mm. did. She had a cup of coffee with Martin. She had a cup of tea with Stacey. <laughs> yes. I think she might have had a cup of tea with Kat as well. Maybe. Mm. She, I know that she went back in... Uh, at the end of Monday's episode, she went back into the cafe. Yeah, back in again. Um, and Kathy was a <laughs> Kathy was a bit of a cow. <laughs> was like, we're closing. A, a cafe that... Isn't it an all-night cafe? <laughs> yeah, but she did say you only ever come in by sit with one drink for like four hours. You buy a cup of tea. Which is true. Yeah. She just sits there and talks to all the slates <laughs> one <Yeah>. by one. <laughs> well, they try and convince her to leave again. Mm. Which they, they kind of... Well, they they did convince her not to leave, but to to leave them mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, because um, Jean invited her in, didn't she? Just have a shower. Well, first of all, um, is that not before? No, oh. first of all, Haley is uh, basically homeless, and so you discover her basically sleeping rough behind the bins after she gets chucked yes, out by Kathy. Yeah. And then the next morning, well, Kathy does attempt to talk to her actually. To Kathy's defence, she does say, "Oh, actually, let's have a sit down and chat." And she and Haley sort of has already. Um, hot-headed by then and sort of yes. says no. And I've, 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 this was a point. I've done an exclamation mark here. Um, the first time and the only time all week that they did an establishing shot for Kathy's mm. before they showed the shot before they showed the scene with Kathy going in the cafe with um, Haley and having that brief chat. Kathy had a storyline. They showed a shot of the neon sign. So mm. they, they they went through a phase of doing that though when the Wilmot Browns were around because oh, it, it was like flashing, remember? And Ben couldn't work out why he couldn't get it to fix, and oh, it was right. like it was like a metaphor saying Kathy's going to be killed by Wilmot Brown because her sign keeps flashing. Oh, so so if they show an establishing shot of the sign not flashing, it's glowing. <laughs> it means, it means Kathy's okay. <laughs> Kathy's I alive. That, I think that establishing shot was because it went suddenly from daytime to nighttime. It, yes, that's true, but that is still it's very odd. Mm. Like they they never, very well, rarely. Maybe do they've an been given shot. a few more pounds in the budget so they can what, do, to do an establishing shot. Well, they're not cheap. <laughs> these panning shots or slow zoom. Do you reckon they'll start playing like a bit of instrumental music in between each scene? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. But um, this is when you obviously come to the realization that she's sleeping rough. Yes, so she's got a sleeping them. bag. Got a handbag. But she hasn't even got a sleeping bag. She's just got a coat that she can do up oh, right is it a to coat, her. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit like Honey's um sleeping pajamas. <laughs> she can do it right up to her chin and then put a hood over her head. Mm. So her stories about her husband or her boyfriend and her son has all been a load of lies. And she's actually her whole, homeless. Her whole background's lies. So she's got no boyfriend. She's got no son. Mm. She's got nothing. She's just yeah homeless. She's been turfed out from wherever she was before. Mm. Now I don't know if Haley's trying to. Obviously, she's trying to keep the secret from the Slaters. But the next morning, she's seen begging for money, like, in Wolford. <laughs> Outside the tube station. Yeah. It's, like, not very subtle, really. <laughs> I guess not. I suppose she's desperate. But she's got a cup and she's got a few pounds in it. Yeah. I tell you, I suppose the, st- the Slaters don't really leave the immediate area much, yeah, do they, really? So. They very rarely leave the market area. Just, it wasn't very subtle. No, yeah. it wasn't. But she gets told to move on by the c- the uh, train conductor or the train. She does. Supervisor. I mean, the royal wedding's coming up, so they don't want any homeless people around. Oh yeah, got, you know, news cameras, new crews are about. They don't want people to think that they have homeless people in the country. That's ridiculous. Mm. Um, and as Haley's telling someone to bog off, um, she turns her back, and uh, some dodgy guy who's dodgier than Haley yeah, steals her cup. Dog eat dog in the homeless world. Do you think it's the same man that stole Ted's wallet? Oh, it might have been. Maybe. Revenge. 
after she flicks a cigarette at him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but when she tries to grab him, she falls over and sort of grazes her arm. Yeah, she grazes her down. And so she's mm. now quite badly cut. And so she goes to the Slater's house and who should answer the door but the lovely effervescent Jean is I love there. Jean. Jean's, Jean's been great. lovely this week. Mm. I love Telling Jean. Telling how it is. She, well, she, she has, supportive. Yeah, she has some really funny lines as yeah. well, but really quite thoughtful lines. Mm. And um, she sees, she notices that um, she's grazed herself. And yes, because she says she did it whilst wallpapering. Yeah, scraping the wallpaper yeah. And her husband her. was like, oh, don't worry about it. Go out. <laughs> Go out and come back to a beautiful house. Yeah. Well, you bleed. Believe. Yeah. And, 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 and I think Jean, obviously, she knows that this isn't quite um, the yeah. truth. Yeah. So she says, oh, you can use our shower and stuff. Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. Which is the answer to everything if you're British. And then Cat and Slater, um, Cat and Slater, Cat <laughs> and Stacy come home, and Stacy automatically sees a denim jacket on the staircase and mm. says, "Haley's here." Yeah, <laughs> it's very odd. How does she know what Haley wears? Because she she always it? wears the same clothes. Well, I mean, yeah, or she has a smell I to mean, her. So many people in and out of that house. Stacy's mm. got a real grip on who wears a denim jacket. Well, she makes sure she knows who's in the house mm. at least. And they're all talking, saying, "Oh, we want her out. We don't want her here." Even yeah. though she's family, and she's listening on the stairs. So um, she then walks out on Stacey and Kat and Jean gets a bit upset that this has happened. And then I think the... Yeah, when, yeah. She, ki- when she gets kicked out... Of, well, she doesn't get kicked out. When she leaves the Slater house, mm. she sees Robbie and Robbie kind of gives a really weird look and then walks off. And then she goes into the Queen Vic um, and swigs on a drink that's basically <laughs> dead on the table. Shirley's there straight away. Shirley's like, get out. How dare you? We don't no want scroungers. any scroungers here. Yeah, get out now. And um, so she does leave. But then as she's leaving, she bumps into Stuart. Mick and Mi- Halfway. Yeah. And they invite her in. And they invite her back in. And uh, we'll discuss what happens that night a little bit o- a bit, mm. a little bit later on. But yes. suffice to she say. She finds a place to sleep for the night. Basically. She finds a place to sleep for the night and then gets kicked out again. <laughs> And she's then found by Jean on the swings again. The swings, yeah, with some vodka. The the sorrow swings with a bottle of vodka, which she called breakfast. Haley asks Lily if she wants to play on the swings. Yeah, and then says no. <laughs> I ain't done yet. <laughs> yeah, do you want to play on the swings, darling? I ain't done yet. And um, yeah, you find out quite a lot about Haley in the scene of Jean um, about how her upbringing's not been great. She's mm. she's kind of being ignored by the Slaters. Yes, well, I wrote some of the pronouns, actually. Oh, oh yeah. Give me some. I'll kind of chuck them at you. So uh, she said that she, her mum described her as mm-hmm. not good enough. Yeah. Reject. Worthless was one. Yes. Scum of the earth. This would be a good game. This was the game. Oh. <laughs> but then I, then I, I changed it. Worthless. Worthless. Scum of the earth. Good for nothing. Good for nothing. Dumb. Dumb? No. Not intelligent? No, this wasn't Kim's list. (laughs) Similar. Looser. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and we sort of um, find... Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. No, 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 yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, this is where we find out a lot about the other half of the Slaters, how they're obviously not seen as that great. And Jean sort of gives her some more truth, saying, well, actually, it wasn't all great our side of the yeah. family either yeah then that was again a, a nice a nice um transition by Jean. Mm. she said like you know i would have looked after you but i was barely looking after me and my kids mm. so you know don't think that it, the grass was greener on our side because trust me trust me love it weren't and um 
So she again. She invites her back again. She invites her back again. <laughs> She's so so kind, isn't she? Yeah. So she invites her back again, um, and that's when obviously she makes she makes the mistake of being caught after having a shower by Martin mm-hmm. uh, later on because then that's when uh, Stacy admits that she loves Martin to Martin. When he came back from getting the message from Stacy on the mobile phone, just so you guys can link it up yeah. as the story arc, and um, and that was pretty much it, really. Apart from then, the next day she kind of yeah, winds Stacy up a little bit, doesn't yeah. she? And she kind of says to Martin, "You're not going to get any better than Stacy. See mm. that as well. Give her a go." Yeah, and that's when Martin finds out that she lied about having a son and stuff like that. Mm. But um, yeah, she's just being a bit feisty. Yeah. She really is settling into that Slater role. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to start having to work for her place in the house. So she's going to start working for Clean Slater. Maybe. I she mean, needs to clean. She does, but she's, cl- she's cleaned a lot, to be fair. She's had two showers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> two showers a week. It's all good. Same clothes. It's on the up. Yeah. She should could have worn some of those clothes that she was flogging. Because those boxes of clothes are still at Martin's house as well. Because yeah, yeah. Martin says to her, doesn't he? He says, get those clothes out, out of Doctor House. Why has he still got them in there? Because he was being generous at one point. Bizarre. So, shall we have a little chat about the lovely halfway and his seems to be horrible brother? Yes. Well, we're really beginning to open up the Pandora's box that is Stuart, aren't we? He's Mm. a... He's mean. Showing his colours a little bit, step by step, Mm. and his way of kind of getting what he wants by passing off some truths to people of what Mm. he's done. Because Mick and halfway are planning a surprise to visit him at his local... The pig. The pig, yes. Which is like a it's like a gentleman's club, but a bit run down, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like an it's old social nice. club. Yeah. yeah. And um, they go in, and obviously because they're surprising him, he's not expecting it. They're expecting him to be there with all his mates, mm. life of the party, and he's no. just sat there sort of in the corner on his own, isn't he? He's kind of just looking into space. And they space. sort of linger on that shot for a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of lingering into space. He's got a pool cube in his hand, so mm. I'm presuming he's playing a game of pool by himself. Yeah, and he's obviously obviously lonely. Obviously isn't as popular as he makes out he is. Mm. I mean, when he spots Mick and Halfway, um, he kind of looks away but first, kind of, Gets himself gets into character, into yeah. a character. That's right, and then then starts walking up toward them. And says, hey, what are you guys doing yeah, here? And acts like the cocky, confident mm. guy again. Mm. Um, and they basically they just get drunk and drunk and. Well, drunk they get very, very, very drunk. Linda, There's some snide comments to Mick around yeah. the pool table as well. Linda didn't want them to go to the pig. <laughs> Linda kind of wanted them to stay out of it, and no. it was Shirley who was like, "Oh, let him off his reins. Let him, let him have a bit of fun." <laughs> And so Linda agrees to it as long as he is uh, ready for the next day for organising the wedding preparations. Yes. So, um, yes, yeah, so they, they kind of play a game of pool and there's a few, yeah, a few backstabbing comments, a few sly remarks off to the side. First of all, between Mick and Stuart. Because mm, we find out Stuart's now single. Yes. Um, and that sort of... Which that's... Halfway knew and Halfway said it wasn't my place to say anything, but Stuart although said well no it wasn't seemed quite angry that he had mm. it it was almost like he wanted halfway mm. to say to i Mick. think he's quite the um bully to halfway quite the bigger bully. brother yeah, yeah i think it's like that's like your first big hint at it that he's mm. he's extremely jealous of how halfway seems to have in his eyes landed on his feet mm. and i mean mick's playing they're playing poor mick's kind of jibing and mocking uh Stuart for the way he's playing and Stuart looks up and says um, well, if it wasn't for me, 
you and Linda wouldn't be together. Mm. And that instantly you can see the reaction from Mick is like, ooh, okay. Yeah. So you now know that there's there's a secret that Stuart has against Halfway. He has a secret now against, or has always had a secret, not a secret yeah, necessarily, Mick. but information on Mick yeah. that he doesn't want probably shared openly either. And, uh, and he's running out of money. So he keeps going to the bar and he's got like all this change. Yeah, so he's paying for things with lots of shrapnel and mm. change, which... You know they won't pl- they won't playing caps that day. <laughs> no, and um, I think he sort of says something conniving to halfway, and then halfway storms out, and they have a little evil brotherly chat in a dark dark hallway. Well, yes, because um, Stuart wants um, halfway to convince Mick to let them go back to his. So mm. obviously Stuart wants somewhere to stay, and or... he sort of tries to make halfway worried by saying they won't accept you if they mm. know the truth about you. Yeah, not and being put a all hero. This doubt into Halfway's head. Mm. Which, obviously, Halfway being softer than his brother Stuart is taking real issue with um, and not, not really very happy. Mm. Um, and so he convinces Mick for them all to go back to the pub, where on their way to the pub, they bump into Haley, and so get Haley yes, on board trouble. to... Yeah, trouble breeds trouble, doesn't it? Trouble. She gets very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're literally like... Don't they like nearly throw a dart at her head or something? Well, there's a game. <laughs> yes, there's a game that Mick and Stuart used to play called William Tell. And anyone who knows the story of William Tell should pretty much instantly know that it's about the guy who put the arrow in the mm. apple by the head. So he's he wants to play it with Haley, and Mick's like, no, 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 no. And Stuart's, ha, I was joking. I was never going to do it. And Haley kind of says, oh, I'm warming to you because it's obviously like Mick's beginning to start to see a side of Stuart that he isn't very happy about seeing mm. like a really tr- the side that halfway had warned him about last week and that yeah. is that when he's been drinking he becomes a quite an angry drunk obviously mick didn't used to see that or notice it when they were both younger i mean Stuart might have been in a better place then yeah um but halfway mix them an adult now with a family and wives and a business wives <laughs> Everything that Stuart doesn't have. And Halfway's still a bit troubled by what Stuart sort of put in his head earlier. Mm. So Halfway then asks Mick, oh, can I have a word with you? Yeah, because Mick, well, after a fight almost breaks out in the uh, bar. <laughs> fight. Well, uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 what should we call it? A ruckus. A Robbie. <laughs> a Robbie. A Robbie ruckus. Yeah, some uh, drinks are spilled. And... Some drinks are spilled. Some words are said. Yes. And uh, Mick decides to go upstairs because he says he's uh, he's had enough. He's done. Because mm. Stuart grabs Robbie and says, oh, punch him. Go on, Mick. Yeah, hit punch him. him. Hit go him. On. And, and Mick's like, no. Yeah. He's a good lad. I'm not going to yeah. do that. I should also say that previous, when they were at the pig, um, Mick said that he considered halfway as an honorary uh, Carter. Carter. Mm. And again, you could see by the reaction by Stuart that that really... Mm. Well, that's what triggered Stuart to then say to halfway... Oh, he yeah. will never forgive you if he knows the truth. Yeah, if he finds the so, truth. So um, halfway wants to talk to Mick, even though Mick's really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> really drunk. Moment. And he, he, he's he, like, can this wait till tomorrow? Yeah, he, he begs for him to wait till tomorrow. Um, and outside, as halfway saying to him that, um, you know, it wasn't him that kind of, if he'd if he'd done a bit more, then mm, his, his friend, friend. Mm. would have not had their legs, his legs blown off. So he doesn't consider himself a hero. Um, and Mick's like, don't be daft. You know, it's a scary situation. What you've done is is perfectly fine. The whole time, Stuart is listening. Yes. And again, he can getting feel... jealous and jealous. He's and getting jealous. more and more jealous. This rage inside of him is getting uh, more and more too much for him to take. Um, and so when Mick goes back to goes to bed and halfway has also kind of jabbed him a little bit with a stick and said, like, I told you, I've told Mick the truth. Hmm. Nothing's come of it. And Stuart he's so doesn't... nice halfway. He is. He's, he's just like... 
he's, he's honest lovely. to a fault, yeah, isn't he? He's, he's really honest. sweet. I mean, where's Whitney been throughout all this? Hey, she made such a big deal about halfway like, going away, doing videos on yeah. Skype and whatever. And God knows. he's maybe back. she went to go see Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Indeed. So, um, he Stuart pays. Uh, with m- <laughs> with Mick's own money that he steals yeah, from he Mick's takes pocket, from wallet doesn't. Because um, I was a bit curious how he found that twenty pounds, but then from reinspection, I mm. realised he took the money yeah. from Mick's pocket and he took a ten for himself as well. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. spot that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because Haley said he asked Haley to sleep in the bed next to Mick, and she's like, "Only if you pay me." Well, she well she said he he said to Haley again. He had something on Haley. Oh, because you knew that she was homeless. He knew she was homeless, he so he tell. said, "Yeah, do you want to sleep um, under a roof tonight, or do you want to sleep out in the cold mm. again?" And he, she was like, "All right then." But then, so he had all the cards really. So for her to say then, "Oh, I only do it for twenty quid," he could have quite easily said, uh, "Or you sleep out in the cold." So he didn't really need to pay yeah. her that twenty pounds, but she good she for her. Twenty pounds. She got a twenty and a free room for the night. Yeah, why not? A nice and soft got to bed. sleep next to Danny Dyer. So Although his could snoring, could you fall asleep during that snoring? Yeah, it true. It was awful. But um, yeah, so she uh, falls asleep. Oh, well, they sleep in the same bed. Next morning, Mick wakes up, can hear Linda outside <laughs> going, "Mick, Mick." Uh, she's come back from visiting her mother uh, randomly, mm-hmm. <laughs> conveniently. And uh, she spots Haley and Mick in bed together. Yes. And the Haley whole... doesn't help to diffuse it. She just goes along with this. Well, he says, "Look, I'm fully clothed. We haven't done anything." And uh, he, she, he says, "I barely even remember the girl." And she's, like, "Oh yeah, you do. Remember I said you got poppy dog mm. eyes." And there's like, oh. Linda's getting very worried. Well, Lin- I don't think Linda was worried. I think Linda knew that Mick hadn't done anything. Yeah. I just think that Linda got angry and the whole uh the whole time um stuart you could use the short shot of stuart sleeping on the sofa and he's just got this big joker like grin on his face mm, he's listening and he's mm. liking that he's upset i mean last week lots of people weren't very keen on stuart which was to be fair his advantage because he's not meant to be a likable character mm. this week he's almost done even more to become more unlikable, yeah, still unlikable. <laughs> is, he, is there anything that was said in is Stuart has such a nasty side. He's really bitter and unpleasant and it makes it hard to watch him. Someone said, oh, great, more Stuart. Seriously, no disrespect to the guy playing him, but has he has to be the most irritating ever. Mick has never even mentioned him until now. To be fair, no, they hadn't even mentioned Halfway until now, but mm. Halfway's now become part of the cement of the yeah. the soap. But I mean, everyone hates him, but that's all, like you say, it's like almost a good... That's a good thing. ...thing. He means he's playing it playing right. It perfectly, pitching it exactly exactly right. I, I like, I actually quite like Stuart. Mm. I like his character. I think it's yeah, interesting. interesting. Same as Hayley. They're just both interesting, yeah. layered. But they're stirring the pot. Yeah. It's not, it's not just... They're there for a purpose. Yeah, exactly. And they're they there. have a background planned out, which... Mm. Seems to be good. But also they seem to be doing it in the long run rather than the short run. Um, and it's just nice to actually do something a bit more different and a bit more interesting, bringing back kind of like an interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stuart really upset Linda at the end of this week. Well, he did. So after Linda pretty much tells uh, Mick that he she doesn't want to see him anymore, Mick then says that to him. Stuart angers him. Like. Well, Stuart then reminds him again that he did him a huge favour, and if it wasn't for him, him and Linda wouldn't have what they've got now. Mm. During a conversation between Mick and Linda, you find out that Mick basically had committed a crime, and mm-hmm. Stuart 
had took the fall for took it. the fall for him because he knew that Mick wouldn't be able to cope with juvenile prison. Which reminded me that this, Shirley is, did. this isn't the first time Mick's had someone take the fall for yeah. him. Yeah, Shirley did that for him, didn't it? Mm. I mean, he did. He did take the fall for Ian back in the storyline where he pretended that he was the one who slept with a prostitute and not <laughs> Ian during the Who oh, Killed really? Lucy. Yeah, during the Who Killed Lucy storyline. So what happened to the days of Mick's storylines where he learnt to swim? Well, that was the same time. And he needed glasses and he was too vain to have glasses, <laughs> yes. eh? I know. What happened to that Mick? The good old days, <laughs> eh? The good old days. He's very stressed now. Well, Princess P- Di does uh, a poo in the middle of the pub yeah. and empties the whole venue. So um, he sort of said to Stuart, maybe Linda's got a point. I don't think we do have that much in common anymore. Yeah, and Stuart kind of mm. talks his way back round yeah. to uh, then Mick saying, right, okay, fine, but you need to give it a couple of weeks yeah, give it some air yeah let let the situation and the uh, scenario calm down a little bit so what happens the next day <laughs> he's there he's there in he the morning straight away turns up he's in the kitchen and halfway's um imploring him to go and he basically says just halfway shut up <laughs> you know don't you t- don't don't mm. don't you tell me what to do now we've got to say before this linda and sharon were having a little conversation about a wedding <laughs> and there was lots of mugs on the table Linda's proudest possession. Yes, lots of royal wedding mugs. <laughs> Princess Di. Her most favourite is the one with Princess Di on. Yeah, well, she's named her dog after her. Yes. And she's got the picture of Princess Di in the corner of the pub, mm-hmm. which Mel quite rudely said was a awful drawing <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, so you know full well that if anything should happen to one of those mm. mugs, it's not going to be pretty. No. And what should happen? Stuart should happen. That's yes. what. So do you think Stuart had... After he was told to leave by Mick and Linda, had deliberately knocked that mug off the table. Um, Probably, because it seems like the type of thing he would do. Because the way Betty. he left the kitchen, he kind of swung his arm forward as if to say "okay" and swung his arms mm. forward. So I think yeah, it I wouldn't put it past him. Mm. He's that type of petty, yeah, petty. Um, but also, I, th- I think this was his grand, this was his big plan because then later on, Linda goes back into the kitchen after having a breakdown. <laughs> incidentally, <laughs> I know she was more upset over this broken mug than she was upset when her marriage two, could be ruined. Well, her two marriages, <laughs> when Mick had an affair, when Johnny left, mm. when all her kids have left. This is the thing that's made her most upset. Her mug, her mug, all smashed on the floor. But yeah, she goes back into the kitchen and sees that it's all there, super glued. Super glued together. Yeah. She thinks Mick's done it. Mick's honest and said, no, it wasn't me. And then uh, again, conveniently, Stuart should walk into the pub and they all look and it's like, oh, it's me. <laughs> but when Mick says thank you to Stuart in the toilets for fixing the mug for Linda, mm-hmm. Mick, he says, oh, of course, I'll do anything for you, mate. You know, anything. Um, Mick leaves. Halfway hears the conversation in the toilet. <laughs> Weeing like a girl. Yeah, weeing like a girl. I love that they were very specific that he wasn't doing a number two in that toilet. He was definitely doing well, It was just another way to show how um, Stuart puts halfway down. Yeah, it? again, it's, it's just another, another way to show. Another put down. And he basically says that Linda is a old... Cow? Like a cow, a cow, like a manipulative cow, like, yeah. con- like controls Mick and that he's going to make sure Mick knows about it. So obviously mm. he's planning to put a... Upset or, Linda. Well, a put a wedge between Mick and Linda... And that's which are, yeah, which goes well because halfway's on his way for a little holiday with Whitney. So well, he's not going to be around to save Linda. No, and obviously halfway now knowing this information wants to kind of hang around mm. and make sure that everything's okay. 
Um, but Whitney's like, oh, come no on, let's charge. go on holiday. Yeah, not with Whitney. Whitney. Hang, yeah. yeah, Whitney. Uh, Whitney. No one hangs around for her. <laughs> no. Well, Whit- if Whitney wants something, Whitney Whitney gets it, but she then does. blames the person for either spending too much or <laughs> <laughs> even yeah. though she kept going on and on and on about it. So mm. there you go. So, I mean, we haven't really done, not really done a lot of justice for that storyline because there was, a, there was a lot of ins and outs and complications and a lot of mind games being played throughout that mm. by Stuart. And as I say, Stuart's a very interesting character to yeah. kind of unwrap over time. A lot time. more to come with him. Heck of a lot to come. Yes. So, should we have a little break and um, play a little game? What have you got this week? Well, it's a brand new game. <gasps> Again, sticking to a theme. Stay tuned. Right, so... Are you excited? It's a new game, brand I new know. game. My goodness. Um, in in again, uh, in this brand new game, which is called, by the way, Mick Carter's Avena Bubble. <laughs> so again, because this week the theme of the show has very much been centered around the, the <laughs> rediscovery that Ian Beale centered around <laughs> <laughs> was once in a band with Sharon Watts in nineteen eighty six called The Band. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got this game where all you have to do is tell me if relating to a certain topic, if something is real or whether I've made it up. So in the original episodes um, of EastEnders in 1986, a lot of names were thrown about by the soap as potential band names before they eventually decided on the now infamous name, The Band. Well, in the show or as the It's actually mentioned in the show. Oh, okay. But which of these are real and which of these are fake? And made up by my tiny little mind. Now, if you think the name is a real one suggested in this 1986 episode of EastEnders, you say, that's Babe Ruth. And you can do it in the voice of Donna, if you like, as well. Which Donna. means... <laughs> sorry, you can do it in the voice of uh, Hayley. Right. So that's Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is true. Truth. Right. But if you think it's a fabricated name... A lie. A lie. You say... You deep fat fryer, or you liar. Sorry, I'm not, I can't remember. What was it? I can't remember the first so one. Babe Ruth or fryer? Deep fat fryer. Okay. Babe Ruth or deep fat fryer. Hence why it's called Mick Carter's having a bubble. Right. Right. Very so, are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Number one is the name bottled up. A Babe Ruth or deep fat fryer? Deep fat fryer. It's true suggested oh. by simon wicks number two 80s division fryer correct it's a fake name made up by me number three our summer willy fryer <laughs> i thought you might think it was true because the dog was called willy in the 80s i wasn't born in 86 <laughs> so i have no idea what well, you, no, you were were you oh god this is quite unfair really right number four left of arthur I, what? Babe, Ruth. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. It is true, but it wasn't a referen- reference to Arthur Fowler. It was a reference to Arthur Scargill. Oh. <laughs> Number five. Sharon and the Talent. Friar. Fake. Yep, it's fake. Number six. So So Reverso. Friar. No, it's true. Oh, so... And the name was suggested by Sharon. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Chondrical Rights. 
Aunt Bay. What's it? Not Aunt Bay. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. True. Yes, it is true. Suggested by Sharon. Number eight. M-I-C-R-O-P-H-O-N-E. Can you spell that? <laughs> Microphone. But each letter is an acronym. Yes. Um, Friar. It is fake, yes. Number nine. The Harry Reynolds Quartet. I don't know who they is that a character in EastEnders? I don't know. Oh, yes, it is. Harry Reynolds is... Of course I know. Harry Reynolds is their um, manager. Aunt Babe. Babe Ruth. <laughs> Babe Ruth. True. Yes, it is. It was suggested by Lofty, the helpless lover of Michelle mm-hmm. Fowler. And the last one, number 10. Battery-powered bill servant. Fryer. <laughs> yes. There you go. So you got eight, eight. out of ten. So that means I win. What is it over seven? I get a point. Okay, you get a point. So you I won. must get a point for that. That's one. Okay. There you go. Um, if any of you guys have any good suggestions for bad names for the band, then <laughs> please do send them in on Twitter. And that was. What about band? <laughs> <laughs> what, B A N D? Yeah, bad name. <laughs> the Bills. And that was Mick Carter's Having a Bubble. Oh, lovely. Did you like the new game or did you prefer. Were you having a bubble there? <laughs> It was very good. Yeah. Because I won. So. I mean, I think I made it too easy for you. I thought some of my names were good, actually. Mm. Feasibly good. Not as good as Sharon's suggestions. You, you got one of Sharon's wrong. You thought one of Sharon's was fake. <laughs> yeah. So, so, studio, whatever it's called. So, shall we tie up the rest of this week um, with some of the bitty storylines? There's not that many this week. No. Unlike last week where the whole week was bitty storyline. <laughs> it was just a week of it, wasn't it? But unfortunately, our bitty storyline this week is involves Robbie. <laughs> Yay. But better, Big Mo as well. And Donna, who I love. So it's And a little touch of Shrimpy. Well, yes. A big touch of Shrimpy. <laughs> Congratulations to Shrimpy because he's got married this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Congratulations. Real he's now on honeymoon traveling. Around America. Yes. So Lucky lad. What a show off. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about Big Mo. Her fortune telling plans are still active. <laughs> yes, they, they're really stringing this one along mm. now. So she convinces Linda and Mick to have a fortune telling night. Um, I'm presuming it was booked over the phone because they didn't realise it was her to start with. Yes. Um, they thought it was um, Susie. Susie. Mystic. Fitz, Mystic Sis, the well known woman, Susie, <laughs> who um, can fill out a pub. Yes, well, 50 tickets were sold, um, which on later inspection I feel was a lie. <laughs> but anyway, um, so to convince Linda and Mick to let her have a chance of doing her mystic physic, what's it called? A psychic. Mystic a psychic, psychic yeah. night. Um, she tells Linda a home truth, something she had just mentioned to Mick that her aunt had Got seen. Got hit by a bus. Well, after seeing a psychic and died and they're like, oh, hang on. There's some truth here. There must be some truth here. Because Mo was basically plodding about everywhere at the right time to listen in on most things. She kept hearing little bits and pieces, didn't she? Mm. Um, You know, and because her (laughs) tape recordings uh, weren't really working out too well for her anymore. Um, And so after she convinced uh, Mick and Linda to let her have the physic night, uh, physic, I keep calling it physic, psychic night, she goes to the Minute Mart and yet again... Is the Minute Mart well stocked of certain everyday no, items? The last no, milk. the last carton of milk, which Robbie, Robbie gets it, which Robbie picks up, and this angers Mo. And later, she basically takes gets revenge. Her revenge on Robbie. So she does. Robbie bumps into Phil for a brief second. 
Oh yes. And Phil's wanting answers. Where's where's more stuff from the car? Any lot? more information that you can share with yeah. me, even though I've not really asked and you. Rainy hears or sees this, doesn't she? Yeah, from afar. And because Robbie stands up for himself, Phil kind of says, "Oh, you've grown some balls. Yeah, you've grown some balls. It's Let's like a pride." Well, it's been, he said a lot because Stuart also in the episode said to Halfway, like, oh, finally grown some balls. Mm. It's like, goodness sake. Silly. So, um, Rainey sort of sees this and asks Robbie for the keys back. Yes, later in the pub, mm. he d- she does that. But that's not before uh, Big Mo then convinces the whole pub that she might have some kind of skills by predicting that someone was going to walk into the pub. Someone mm. that has no uh, bad blood with anyone um, and is connected with two people in the pub yes. obviously kim and uh d and uh who should come walking in through the door well it i've actually written down all of her predictions oh good okay go on then share so she predicts that patrick comes home which he does which you just said he comes through and orders a rum <laughs> yeah so what's everyone back? looking at yeah says, what's everyone looking at um she tells ian that he's gonna have some success all right which strikes him to then Go for that job of being ah yes. Counselor. Even though he doesn't believe in any of that, mm. he claimed. She says she looks at halfway and say he has a big secret. So he then runs off and gets scared and phones someone. Oh, and she predicts that Robbie is basically going to die. <laughs> yes. Will become very ill. Well, don't start a box set was her words, wasn't yeah. it? Don't start a box set. So that was her predictions for the night, which I were mean, all true. Well, they were all true because obviously she. Well, apart from Robbie's, which wasn't true, but she did that to scare him because yeah. he took the last car in the milk mm. for Minute Heart. <laughs> so what do you do? You tell someone they're going to die. And you find out that she actually paid Patrick. Yes, later this. on. She paid uh, Patrick um, a cockle, as Mick said. £20. Well, no, that's £10. Oh, sorry, the cockle was £10. Oh, so she paid 20 Two cockles. But, um, I mean, what was Big Mo's, like, draw that night? Because... She got on stage and had this like crystal ball in front of her, did the prediction about Patrick, and then after that she just that kind of <laughs> fizzled that out. That was it. Yeah. She just kind of swanned around the pub every yeah. now and went up to me and said, You're gonna die. Well they You're only they only gave her like fifty pounds, so she's not gonna do that much. But they gave her an extra cockle. Yeah, but she she only asked for that, so she had extra to not give to Patrick. Which Patrick didn't take, did he? Because Patrick um, was a bit distracted, wasn't he? I mean, this was, was the only he time we saw been Patrick. here since the boy. Joyce. Joyce died. Well, yes. He so went he went to see the his best mate, Ted. Oh, okay. So he went away for Du Bois, came yes. back. Sorry, I just wanted to make it clear. <laughs> I need to say Du Bois. <laughs> and day can't pass but without that She didn't that come day. back with him, apparently. Who but, knows? But, We've but not seen him since. But that's what I mean. Patrick Patrick kind of this was his this was his storyline of the week and I'm I'm just presuming now we're not gonna really see much more with Patrick mm. or Ted. Yeah, but he gave Ted a nice hug. He it? gave Ted a hug. Ted didn't it? say anything. So again, another character had less lines than Shrimpy. Go Shrimpy. Go Shrimpy. Is you Tracy? Well he's got but Tracy had a line as well. Yeah, not as many Shrimpy. <laughs> Shrimpy did have the most lines today. This week. Andrew's got this lovely honeymoon. I was going to say, America. pay for the wedding. Yeah. He had to pay for a wedding, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about Shrimpy. <laughs> Although Shrimpy is in this bit as well, because Robbie is also trying to sort of woo and date Donna. Yes, for the next day, he is taking a sick day because he's <laughs> concerned. He's looking up basically every illness on Google. He's looking on Google for Yeah, for, or anything and anything he could might have. And anyway, it kind of crescendos to him thinking that a mole on his bum cheek mm. uh, is perhaps bigger than it used to be. Yeah. Nurse Sonia's back. Nurse Sonia looks underneath She's his dressing gown. She's taken off her cardigan and put on her... <laughs> 
apron, apron. <laughs> yeah. whilst, red you, cross. whilst you could hear the gentle sizz- sound of sizzling pork chops in the background and apple sauce bubbling. Yeah. And she like went under his she dressing gown. Under his dressing gown and yeah, Checked him out. looked for his mole. She, she, she asked him to direct her as well to <laughs> where the mole might be i mean it could be quite dark under that i was about gown. to say that could you really see where the mole was <laughs> she was just she just wanted to flow she just wanted to see her brother's bum didn't yeah. she lovely she hadn't seen martin's for a while and um you sort of have a few scenes with robbie sort of talking to donna and it's a bit like well, I am your girlfriend. Well, Donna Donna invites him to go to the pub, um, and says Shrimpy's going, and you can see he's a bit disappointed. And then he confides <laughs> with Sonia, third wheel Shrimpy. Yeah, that he 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 always ends up going to the pub with Donna, and Shrimpy comes along, and th- this is when Sonia did her epic, um, I am Spartan speech of like, you gotta trust yourself, Robbie. You gotta have self confidence. You gotta <laughs> bite the bullet. You gotta seize the day. And so Robbie's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Then irons a shirt, off he goes to the pub. And asks Shrimpy politely if perhaps he could maybe sling his hook. Yeah, and he does. Downs his beer and goes. When he says, I understand, Robbie. That's a quick <laughs> Lovely Shrimpy. Yeah, no, he's such a nice guy. And uh, so he leaves the pub. Um, and then he does something quite shrivelous. Um, he defends Donna's honour. Mm. Although Donna doesn't want him to. Well, no, she, first of all, she's quite flattered, isn't she? Because Robbie's like, oh, excuse me, but um, you've just spilt some mm. of Haley my... spilt some of my girlfriend's drink drink. and donna's like girlfriend and kind of like feels a bit happy and floaty by that comment but then robbie takes it a bit too far and starts throwing drinks at people (laughs) left right and center well um Haley throws it at robbie and then robbie picks up a pint glass to then throw Throw at her Haley, which hits yeah which is bad anyway but then hits stewart 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 doesn't like that very much and so it gets him in a headlock Mm. Um, and then that's when the fun ensues. And then when basically when uh, Robbie uh, comes out of the he- headlock, he turns around and um, Donna's basically walking off in the opposite direction. And he's like, Donna, wait. <laughs> and then nothing comes of it. I mean, I thought they might at least do a pickup mm. of that the next day, even if it's just Robbie going up to Donna and saying, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I mean, that. you don't want Robbie in four episodes a week. Come well, on. there was only two. There was Monday exactly. and Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought they could at least picked up or at least done a scene. If you're going to keep him in two episodes, just quickly. It was a really quick scene. Makeup scene. Yeah. yeah. Just a scene of him apologizing, her saying that's OK. The end. And so, you know, there was a there was a closure. Mm. To I was it. quite good with what we had. <laughs> I know you don't like Bobby very much. Um, I beg for the day where I like him. So you beg for the day. It might happen. Pray to the East End. Gods. Who knows? Mm. Sonia had a good acting scene. Robbie can too. Mm. In the future, but then Sonia is is a good actor. Is a good, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 not beat around the bush with this. But like, it was a yeah. I I I, f- I feel it's like because it... Dean Gaffney is a comedy actor, and is I, he? <laughs> well, that's his role, and I'm not particularly keen on. I mean, I think he's quite good if he did a bit of serious. I think Carmel's stuff. funnier. I oh, loved a lot of her scenes this week. She was funny. It's because she she you, you can um kind of relate. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yes. um, I so think that was, was our loose mop up. Yeah, I think I think I was a bit unkind at the beginning of this podcast by saying oh, wasn't that great because now we've kind of gone back and looked back on things. Actually, mm. it was quite a good week. It was a decent week. It moved things along and made some storylines uh, start to grow and and nurture themselves. Yes, lots of good things to come. Next week is a big week for EastEnders. Lovely. So we look forward to that. So have we got the results for our poll of the week? We have, yes. So um, this week we were 
it wasn't so much a poll actually i would say it was more of a question of the week this week because <laughs> it was just asking what what would <laughs> yes i am being semantic um what would basically make linda resort into having a breakdown <laughs> and crying and the options were finding mick in bed with a woman which mm-hmm. is reasonable you think so ollie saying his first word <laughs> which again you yes. could see it that could push you to tears yeah yeah the vic getting burgled it happened once we could happen again no, couldn't stand that again we'd be <laughs> bankrupt johnny getting hit around the head with a baseball bat <laughs> or her mug gets broken no don't be silly well, the, <laughs> the final result <laughs> was that it was her mug that got broken. Really? She, yeah, I know. It brought her to tears. It did. Um, and half of you were absolutely 100% correct. Hey. Um, so the well done, you guys. The next one was Mick in bed with a woman at 32%. Mm-hmm. Vic getting burgled, 14%. And Ollie saying his first word <laughs> at 5%. No one cares. Um, the, I mean, the poll is still open as we're still recording this pod, uh, podcast. So I've obviously made a mistake with the timings. <laughs> So I do I, I do apologise, but um, there we go. So yes, well done all of you. Um, next week we'll, as always, there will be a poll. Hopefully, it will be a poll um on Twitter, and you can find us um at Eastenders Week on Twitter. On Instagram, you can find us at Eastenders Weekly. You can email us eastendersweekly at gmail dot com. You can also find us on Facebook and on YouTube. And on YouTube, we are putting original content on there um we are when we can when we can uh there's like discussions that perhaps we don't have time for don't make the final cut don't make the final cut we don't Ex- have time for extra podcasts yeah, for you because yeah. we talk for a long time yeah so yeah all exciting yeah and um, i just wanted to say actually before we leave today um that i got a letter in the post right. that's labeled just to me okay and it doesn't mention you in it but it's actually asking me to go away for the summer at a special podcasting summer camp. Oh, are you going to go? Or? Yeah, but um, you're not invited. Oh. The theme to EastEnders Weekly was written and composed by Claxon. He can be found on SoundCloud under K-L-A-X-U-N. Thank you all for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe and leave a review, it would mean so much to us as it really helps the word get out that we're around if you have any topics or discussion you want us to talk about you can email us at eastendersweekly at gmail.com or send us a tweet at eastendersweek we do live tweeting to every episode of eastenders so make sure you follow see you soon